and welcome to another episode of Gamer Talks. Uh, sadly, this week John can't be with us, so instead I'm joined by Nick and Andy once again. Hi guys, how you doing? Hello, hello. How's it going, Mikey? It's going well. It's uh, it's all right. Yeah, I've had a, a fairly good week for a change. Um, looking forward to this. Uh, Nick, how you doing? Are you trying to say I'm here instead of John, then? I thought no. I was a part of this one. Hey, Number number three wingman. Nah, man, like, hello, it's nice to be here. Nice to see you all again. Like, yeah, I'm pretty You're, you're more like this sort of, uh, the, the drunk uncle that gets invited to the family things, yeah. you know? I like to touch. What can I say? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, so what's been happening the last couple of weeks, guys? Uh, I've not I've really been, seen I've, you, so... I've been playing this mini-golf game that's on this uh, free website, pokey.com, man, and I'm fucking smashing it <laughs> well that's good at least you smashed something yeah mate it's nice to be smashing something man do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, Andy what about you fuck um <laughs> I, I've <laughs> I've been playing I went back to Metro Exodus and started doing some of the DLC for oh I, did, I think you uh, said this yeah yeah the two corners two corners and uh, mm. Sam's story the two mm. corners was really cool except it was a bit more focused on story stuff there was yeah, a lot of cutscenes DLCs isn't it pardon DLC, isn't it? It is DLC. But they were good DLC. That's the sort of stuff where you're like, okay, I'll pay for that because... That's good well, well made and well put together. So it's own sort of set-alone story within the Metro universe. Yeah, and, but it makes it worth paying for, you know? Yeah, and then Sam's story, which one is actually really fleshed out. It's got some story, new characters, a new setting, um, and it kind of pushes out the, the Metro Exodus lore a little bit more, which is, is cool. I, I wonder about how much I didn't like Exodus that much the last time I talked about it, <laughs> but um, it's really good. It's just a bit heartbreaking when you compare it to the first two, because I really enjoyed the first two yeah. so much more. There's a bit um, of a gap, but then Metro's an interesting one where they like, push the graphical capabilities yeah. of a device um, um, even more recently they re-released uh, Exodus but brought out the Exodus Ex- Enhanced Edition it's called and that's the one that's like if you want if you've got a good PC and you want to bench test it if you want to really one, stress yeah. test it and <laughs> see how well it can go up with like the fancy graphics and whatnot yeah. get Metro Exodus Enhanced <laughs> Edition so that'll make your PC shit yeah yeah they were all that kind of vibe, though, right? They were like, every time there was a new Metro game out, it was like, no, we need to make the graphics. Like, it was one of those games where it was like, oh, can your PC run Metro? Good times. And I've also been playing um, Hell is Others and a little bit more of Hunt Showdown. I've, and I've seen High that, yeah. I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot of video games. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Noteworthy oh, is that good. DLC. And then Hi-Fi Rush. Um, I've strongly encouraged Pookie to play Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Because uh, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I have um, I have got it off Game Pass, so I've mm-hmm. got it to play, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah really yeah. colourful, good characters, funny, good gameplay, good music. It's a game about music, so that's kind yeah. of important. And yeah, it's a rhythm-based combat. Really, really cool stuff. People make an all noise about it, you know. Seeing it's really good, it's a big surprise. Some say it could be uh, a Game of the Year contender as well. So it's, I mean, uh, it's yeah. like... It takes me back to watching Saturday morning cartoons when playing that game. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. It's really good. Yeah, it's really well like, put together. Yeah, it's a load of references to different things as well, like anime and movies and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. other games. So the actual graphics and animation in it's fantastic. I mean, if you were to show that to me, you know, like 15 years ago or when I was younger, and say this is a video game and not a movie or a, a cartoon, I'd, yeah. I'd have just blew my mind. Yeah, no, I quite like that stuff. Um, you said it's um, it's based around music, isn't it? Yeah, it opens with the Black Keys, Lonely Boy. The sort of cutscene. Lonely Boy. Oh, my. Okay. Lonely <laughs> Boy. Yeah. 
You may not know I'm a, a diehard fucking Black Keys fan. Yeah. Um, I liked them before they were considered as dad rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just myself too old they am now. But yeah, it's a good game, man. Play that game. Hi-Fi Rush. Good fun. We well, old yeah. enough to be a dad. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. recommending it. Um, a nice surprise for uh, Xbox fans as well. And Hell is Others is on uh, Epic Games for free. I think for the next oh, two it? weeks oh, right. um, and that's a good online sort of extraction shooter game which is fun Yay. and it tells a story which is pretty good pretty creepy um, and it's free so go get that too yeah free games <laughs> I love free I'm games I'm a lonely boy <laughs> uh, right before we move on I just wanted to oh, I was going to say what I've been playing but oh, I was going to say what I've been playing you had your chance, Pook, and you fell asleep, but go on, tell us what you've been playing. No, I was, I was literally playing that mini-golf right now, and I literally <laughs> I had three holes left to play, and oh, I, got right, 20, okay. I, I, won, I got I came top with 20 points. Second right, well, tell us what you've been doing, anyway. In your face, Katie, whoever you are, in your face. <laughs> right. Um, I've been playing a game called Judgment, which is like a detective-type game, which is from the same people that brought you Yakuza. Yeah, it's like a spin-off thing, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm not mistaken with Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment is the latest one. This one's just called Judgment. Yeah, Yeah. it's like once before or something. Yeah, so I've been playing that, like, really really enjoying that, like, so. Um, I've also... Did the played the demo for One Piece Odyssey? Oh yeah, any good? I don't know. If, I don't know if you ever watched that anime. No, have you ever watched the anime? I've always seen it getting like you know people praising it and talking about it, but I've never really got into it. One of the ones like Naruto, which is like up there with like fucking five, six, seven hundred episodes. Or something. <laughs> so it's a lot. If you do start it, you're in for a long ride. Like yeah, like, it is up there with one of the epic ones. It wouldn't that much, um, that many episodes unless it was that good. But it was it, it, it like awesomely gorgeous game and like a good good fighting sequences. Um, yeah, uh, quite good comedy aspect between the group. Um, but yeah, we enjoyed that. I also played the. Um, I played the demo for Mid- uh, Marvel Midnight Suns as well. Yeah, I watched your footage of that on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. Oh, was it you watching me? Was it? I wondered yeah. who was watching me. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was, yeah, I was, I was a little fly on the wall. Never said anything. Like- <laughs> no, I, I didn't watch your live stream. I watched the uh, the the video on demand on YouTube. Ah, right. Okay, fair. Enough. Well, um, yeah. So I did enjoy that. Like, it's like a card based game. So, like, you're picking out cards in order All right, to, okay. uh, for attacks, defense. Uh, healing that sort of thing like um, uh, yeah, like a deck builder thing yeah 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 yeah. so it's uh, like XCOM with cards ah, okay. so I thought that was quite good but then you kind of free roam um, mm. and training build up your cards build up your players and then you've got different Marvel uh, characters coming in for cameo Spider-Man Wolverine all these different people so it's quite interesting um, very pretty game gorgeous um, nice playing against the bad guys as well so <laughs> Uh, in the Marvel world, are uh, but um, yeah, I think it's worth a playthrough. But I, I'm not paying seventy quid for it. I wait. Exactly for it. It yeah, I wait for it to drop in price. But I think I might actually give it a go. Like so, it looked um, really good. The story was good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it's just stand up. We played a bit of FIFA, a bit of Dead by Daylight, played a bit of Nuno Cooney too as well. Um, and then. The other night I played Dark Tide with Andy. Yeah, more hammer, yeah. So I thought it was quite a good hack and slash, man, like, but it wasn't connected. It was all like jittery and glitchy and it was just a bit fucked and I was a bit pissed off. So I ended up <laughs> deleting it. And then me and Andy tried to play about eight other games and we just couldn't connect to fuck all to play with each other. And then Andy was like, oh, yeah, Xbox is down. Like, the servers are fucked. And I was like, oh, right. that's probably why we can't join any a game. Like, one of the rare moments where me and Pookie sat down to play a co op game on PC. 
teeth together and um, not in a fucking terrible fucking co-op game would work. We sat there for like half an hour downloading different games and shit like that, like, and uh, literally couldn't get on any of them. So we just went, fuck it, we'll go to bed like next time. Eh? So <laughs> we've got some nice, um, some nice guy- games, games, games lined up. Like, so I know yeah, we, we went through and picked out a list for co-op games. We should put them out on uh, Twitch or YouTube. Yeah, well, I've, yeah, I've Galactic Gunfire Reborn, uh, the and the Ascent to play. So the Ascent okay. and uh, Wasteland, Wasteland Three. Oh yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to. Well, I downloaded that because I said, "Well, this game's pish because it won't let you join anything." <laughs> and it's because it was. Uh, if you deleted half the shit, seeing that this, these games are shit, yeah. they just don't work. <laughs> <on them. laughs> it was, it was <laughs> Technically, it was shit though, because it wouldn't let you fucking choose. You wouldn't let you. So Microsoft credit though, you can go on the website and they've got it listed as ah, matchmaking okay. services for Game Pass are all down, <laughs> and we are working on it. I think like we got Outriders as well, Sea of yeah. Thieves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to Outriders because I never got to play that. It was yeah, that no, looks quite cool actually. Yeah, yeah interesting. Like, I think you should get to Sea of Thieves. I think that's on PC. I think you'd enjoy playing that. The three of us playing that would be quite. That'd be some good streams as well. Yeah. I'd be keen to play Sea of Thieves because it's like I've three of you it. on a ship going about mining and doing different shit. Eh? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. stab your yeah, own You got Game Pass, Mikey? Yeah, I've you got, got Game Pass. Yeah, get Sea of Thieves downloaded. Well, do we three player? Yeah, uh, we'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Do do Get nice people, you know? um, streaming that, and it looks quite good fun. Definitely. Though. I'll Definitely. do the fiction. You can uh, take care of the the boat, and we'll just send Pookie out to do all the pillaging. <laughs> yeah. <and all. laughs> Epico. Anyway, um, and uh, I I bought a game yesterday that came out yesterday, but I'll tell you about that at the end. Okay. Oh, can we hear its name then? At least first. <laughs> You can't be... Yeah, that's a tease. I'll tell you at the end. Uh, keep I'm, like, I'm like, who am I? That's Build up the suspense. Hideo Kojima up in this bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's like, who is it? And I'm like, I don't know, but she's got one hell of a fanny. <laughs> Get to the end of the episode and Nick introduces like Bruce, Bruce Willis or some shit. Uh, Special guest. I don't know. Would he be all right? Friend. He's not well now, is he? He's still doing movies. I think he's he's got I like thought, a degenerative thing now. No, I, think I he's thought in, he retired because like, he can't remember his... He can't remember <laughs> and shit. I thought he retired. Like, oh really? That sucks. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, Bruce Willis. A year or two ago, because his mind's fucked now for whatever he's got. He can't remember lines and shit. He can't remember what he's doing. Where? Oh, you what? If that's him retired, then he's left behind a pretty fucking legendary career. Wow. Yeah, yeah. he's an absolute yeah. legend. Like, yeah, he's in his sixties, seventies now. Like, so you know, it's you know, um, he's one of the guys we look at, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and yeah, um, yeah. you know the old action heroes. He ain't gonna be like going after he's people in his fucking Zimmer frame now, anyway. So. Just, <laughs> Expendables 38 or something. Mikey. Uh, so you've been playing. I've not been playing much. I mean, I've done a bit of Skyrim again. I love Skyrim, just dipping into it now and again, you know. It's one of those things that you get a temptation to play it and you just keep going back to it, you know. So yeah, just playing that. Uh, you get there's lots of side missions, obviously, and lots of uh, main missions to do as well. Um, it's just uh, keep going back to it. So I've been doing that. Also tried that uh, golf with your friends on Game Pass as well. Yeah, we still got to play that, haven't we? Yeah, no, it's quite good fun. I tried the round. It's quite hard because the courses are like it's like crazy golf, then it's like ultra crazy golf, you know. Uh, so some of the courses just make no sense at all, uh, and you literally can't see the end. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> have to try that but it is fun though it's good fun um and i actually won even though i was rubbish so you know read into that what you will 
Um, so yeah, that was fun. So yeah, Skyrim, everybody's golf. Uh, golf with your friends, I should say. Alterium Shift again, because it's just a great GRPG. I mentioned the last time. It's just a brilliant game, isn't it? So more Altidium Shift and then more Chained Echoes as well, because I just love that stuff, you know. What do you think of Chained Echoes? That looks really good. Yeah, have you played it yet? I've played um, a very tiny bit of it. Um, a oh. while. But then I watched someone play through a good chunk of it on Twitch, and that's when I decided, was like, right, okay, I'm going to stop watching and, and play through all of this, yeah, because it's totally... Really, really good. Yeah. It just takes me back to, like, um, for me personally, going back and renting a fucking good RPG for your, your PS1 yeah. blockbuster. You know, the kind of you put on, you're like, oh, this is a good one. It's got all the good graphics, and music, yeah. and the combat and stuff. Very nostalgic vibes from it. Well, it's just... Uh... It's really well made and it's just a fun game as well. And it's yeah. just relaxing, you know, it's not serious or stress inducing or anything like that. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think turn based games are good for that, right? You can they are, yeah. have like, the most intense battle play out, but it's turn based, so you can take your time. Yeah, and it doesn't like, make you worry about it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's basically me for this week. The last two weeks, I should say. Um, the last two weeks, like me. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we should probably just touch on Nick's intro. You'll have noticed in the last episode that we put in Nick's acoustic intro. That'll be our intro for the foreseeable future. Now, so Nick, thank you for doing that. Not a problem. Like, I could do an outro as well on the ukulele. Eh, uh, you could do, yeah. I don't know, it's up to you, man. I'm not bothered. Could have, like, a group vote, you know? <laughs> you for but, it. Um, the more music, the better. Yeah, the more the mayor and all that stuff. But yeah, no, it sticks in, so in case you're wondering where it came from, so thank you to him for We could do, uh, I could do an outro about John's nips. <laughs> could do. Maybe a tribute to John or something, I don't know. And I actually play the, the, the sounds actually come from me, like, flicking his nips. Okay. Well, you could nah, try it and see if it works anyway. But no, I'm just no, no, thinking of the noise that you make though, when you get those, like, door stoppers, you know, yeah. your cats always play with. <laughs> I actually thought about cool. making music out of that when I was really high back in the day, to be fair. Yeah, you can let record so play over it. I think I was so high once back in the day, I literally just lay on the floor twanging that for like fucking good hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know they were great fun. Uh, I previously butted up in that, like this is I the know. coolest thing I've ever seen. Right, can we move on? We can move on. Right. Maybe. Before, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, right, well, before we start, I want to um, ask you about PlayStation VR, because there's been a lot said about it this week. Just, just what's okay. your opinion on VR as a thing? I think it's cool, but it doesn't work very well as a, as a gaming device. I think it would work better for um, technical showcase, uh, virtual architecture, visualisation, yeah. um, 3D modelling, and learning experiences. So much can be done with VR... Yeah. I don't think it's good for gaming. I've got absolutely zero interest in VR until it's literally like that Red Dwarf episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where it just uses your mind, really. Yeah, this is life or something. That's yeah, the only yeah. time I'll ever do it. Apart from that, I'm not interested. Like, yeah, it's too restricted in what you can do gameplay mechanic-wise. And well, while I'm you've got this sort of technical Marvel kind of attracts you towards it, you're always going to end up being a little bit disappointed. Ex- exactly. I'm like at a epic sporting event like the world cup and i'm eating like uh, a hot dog made by gordon ramsay and i'm being sucked off by lucy lou and it's just sort of like do you know what i mean that's a sort of like smoking a cuban cigar having a chat with gandhi that's like that's the sort of thing 
I'd be having a problem type shit. Yeah. But I mean, there are some games on it where I'm like, oh, I would, I would love a shot of that on VR. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the Resident Evil Four was uh, made into VR, and I was like, I would love that. I would really enjoy just playing that through on VR. I would like to play. There's a few other ones as well, like they did the Doom VR, they did the Fallout Four VR. And I can't remember, but yeah. there's ones where it's like I would like to play them. I'm not investing that sort of money and time into something that's probably going to be janky. You know what I mean? You're yeah, I mean, that's janky. a lot of money as well. I am janky, but not as janky as VR games. And that's saying something. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think, Mikey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I still think it's a bit of a fad. You know, I mean, like you see, it works for things, but in terms of gaming, it's yeah, it's not really... Especially, especially, especially in these consoles now where... Your, you know, your PlayStation, your Xbox, your PC is kind of like a home a home hub. You know, yeah. you can watch TV on it, you can play games, you can browse the internet on it. On VR, you can't do that. Well, you can kind of, but it's unorthodox. You know, it's like um, you could load yourself into a cinema house and watch a movie on a giant screen in front of you, but you're watching yeah, on a VR like, screen in front of you. You know what I mean? What's so it's the not point, quite, though, you know? Yeah, you've not got the fidelity and all that, um, but no. it's... It's too much of a... It's more of a toy than a, anything else. Yeah, I mean, there's too many questions as well. It's still quite a lot of money as well, alongside your console, you know. I've had um, a good shot on VR a few times, although I've never... I've not bought one. I've tried a few of the different models, the Oculus, and the... What was Valve's version of it as well? It yeah. was the... I forget the name of it. They, it, they launched their own one. Yeah. Vive? Yeah, yeah. I can't Oculus, the thing, yeah. Yeah, and then I tried the Oculus Quest that one of my nephews got, and that was like the newest all singing, all dancing one with no wires or cables yeah. or anything like that. And it's like, this is a lot of fun, but it's um, not quite there, you know. Yeah, no, nah, I would rather sit down and play, we can play a game on the computer or because yeah. it's, yeah. But I, one of the ones I did, the moments that I enjoyed it the most was playing uh, a VR driving simulator game. One of my yeah. buddies had had. Uh, He'd set up the driving chair, um, the right. gears, the pedals, and the wheel. And oh, then cool. you put the VR headset on as well. And you're like, okay, now this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah, I um, think that's the kind of thing that it's for, though, you know what I mean? Oh, great. Yeah, you can go drunk driving on Formula One. Fucking <laughs> right. That's the dream. what I love uh, about like, all the people that spend like five grand on their rigs and stuff like that. And there's that one guy out on YouTube who just made his out of like pots and pans and cars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking like a few wires attached to fucking pots and pans. And, and it works just as well. <laughs> just as well. He's beating people with his fucking <laughs> 50 quid thing, man. Like Love that shit. Cyberpunk shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. um, there was uh, another one that I wanted to try. Uh, the Walking Dead VR. Oh yeah. And there was one that I did try. It was called Arizona Sunshine, which was a zombies type yeah. game. Yeah. All um, right. Okay. And that was cool because uh-huh. you had to pull your magazines out your pocket and load into the gun oh, and yeah. load your gun up. <laughs> and while there's zombies coming in on you and stuff, that I mean that was cool. But you had zombies coming on you. Yeah, it was a hell of a time, bro. Jesus um, Christ. So yeah, I mean, I would say VR is it's fun and it's cool and it's impressive. But in the long run, it doesn't serve well as to play the kind of games that we're used to playing. Yeah, like they no. haven't kind of figured out a game that's the best to play yeah. on it yet. No, it's not Everyone's really an optimal gaming device, you know? Yeah. Everyone reckons Half-Life Alex is the best VR game that you'll play so far. It um, did look yeah. like it, but I can't say for sure I've never played it. So. 
Well, the guys who make Half-Life, they only make a Half-Life game if it's only going to cover new, gar- new ground, apparently. Everybody loves Half-Life. Man. Yeah. So, just um, make another Half-Life. I don't yeah. even give a shit if you just stood in a room, man, just chilling. <laughs> that would be me for 300 hours. Just yeah. a new Half-Life game, man. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. fucking difficult, is it? Just start making one. Uh, the closest we'll get is Half-Life Alex, and apparently it's the best VR game. Yeah, no, it? And it's made by the guys who made the the VR system, the Steam. Uh, yeah, Valve well, at the made. time it was huge, wasn't it, Alex? Really? Is the Index? Is yeah. the Valve Index? Is that the VR? The Valve Index, yeah. Yeah, so the guys who make the Index took years to make a game that's good for the Index. Mm-hmm. So that tells you something about that. Yeah, hard to make. For... Well, the reason I wanted to ask you was because uh, there's been rumours that uh, the pre-orders for PlayStation VR 2 been poor and they've half their order. I uh, thought PS uh, Sony released a statement saying, "Nah, nah, that's all bollocks." Basically, and that they were ha- they were going to be covered for their orders. Yeah, I don't know. There was a report from Bloomberg saying they'd half their order, uh, one and a half million units, and then there was a tweet from Sony saying it was complete crap. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I could be could be either or. It could be just both of them shoveling shit out both sides. It could be them trying to blow up a news story to make it seem worse than it is, and then Sony trying to hide a problem. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it'll be anything as bad as the PS5 shortage. I think no, that's no. probably what they'll try and establish more no. than anything. There was another tweet I read. Uh, I don't know how true I, it is. I, had, um, I did read that um, um, the PlayStation, Sony are really struggling uh, to, to push uh, the next gen onto P- PS4 owners because uh, they cannot, like people, especially in America, like Walmart... All those different stores, like they can't beat the the online bots. So people mm-hmm. that sp- set up online bots that automatically buy PlayStation Fives yeah. on any website that they're hooked up to, yeah. as soon as they come in stock. So then yeah. those people just buy them, get them, and then sell them online for fucking whatever they. And people will pay it because they want a PS Five. So yeah. it's like it's the same with ticket touting, online yeah. ticket touting. They're really I... struggling to stop all these absolute fucking cunts. Yeah. Apologise for the word, but there's no other word <laughs> for them. But just fucking yeah, no, they have uh... are just stealing everybody's, taking everybody's, like stopping the world and the spreading of love yeah, of yeah. gaming around the world because all they want is just to get their hands on them for more money. Like, yeah, no, there's just, been a lot of that. You, you said the same way. Hit the nail on the head with saying it's the same as ticket scalpers, right? Just yeah, exactly. So like, people that. doing shitty shit. <laughs> so like whenever I see touts at a gig, obviously if I want a if I want a ticket to that gig and the touts there, you know they're, they're the best people on the planet. Do you know what I mean? But tries to sell you like if, if, I paid, if I paid for a ticket to that gig, I'm there like you are fucking scum, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, right? Can we have a conversation about remedy? I love Remedy. Yeah, the Finnish developer they made uh, control. Poison! You got the Remedy. I got the pulsating <laughs> physical Remedy. Uh, no, the Finnish developer they made control. Anyway, they've got yeah. a few things in the works. They're making control too. Uh, they're also making Alan Wake 2 and they're doing the Max Payne remake as well. They're busy, busy, eh? Yeah, they are. And they've also yeah, the new really office. Really good games coming that way, right? Everybody's yeah. like Marmite on that Alan Wake 2, aren't they, eh? <laughs> Well, the thing is, it's a horror game, on the, isn't it? On, on the first one, sorry, they said that you either really enjoyed it or you thought it was dog shit. And I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite... 
ahead of its time, in my opinion. I thought yeah. it was very good around that. There was nothing else like it, you know, that you just walked around with a flashlight and things, shadows and that sort me. of thing. Yeah, control yeah. blew it out the fucking water. It was like all the good sort of mechanics, because they do good third-person shooters. That's like their thing, right? Like good third-person games. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Max Payne speaks for itself. Um, yeah. But... It went from Alan Wake being that kind of moody vibe. It was like a Stephen King novel almost, right? I mean, it was based on a novelist who writes horrors. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's going to be some nods to King there. But um, it became really actiony as well with the dodging and the ducking and the diving and where you were shining your light became very important. And well, well, the same kind of thing went to control with, um, you know, the abilities that she had and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. It's just something they've got like a formula that's just very good for them. I know. It just keeps her out there. They had the female protagonist, which was a huge yeah. thing as well. Yeah, so nice. There's boobies. But the Alan Wake 2, man, was pitched back in like 2010. It's 2023 now. <laughs> so 13 years they've been yeah. fucking. The first one was the same, though. Remember how many times that got delayed? It was meant to be a launch thing for the 360 and shit, wasn't it? Wasn't it was all like, showing off the fancy lighting and smog and fog. Wasn't it like 2001 or some shit? Like? Something like that, yeah. Um, Years ago, man. But this one looks like a full-bore horror. And yeah. kind of the actual trailer kind of gives that away. Yeah. Where the guy says, um, this this story, this one's a monster. And it fucking yeah, 14th, in. 14th of May, 2010. Yeah. Mm. Bloody hell. Well, uh, anyway, so that one then, they've got Control, control 2. Control was 2019. Yeah. And Max Payne was 2001 as well. Fuck me. Bloody hell. Well, the remake will be like 1 and 2 in one game, if that makes sense. So, uh, exciting times. Baby. I, never oh, really, baby. I never really spent a lot of time on Max Payne, so I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know, because... 2001, I was only eight years old, so I didn't really play uh, those kind right. of games, oh, no. Smash it, Alan Wake, back then, man. I hope they, they do it two in one, so you can play the first game, and then yeah. when you finish the first game, Alan Wake, basically, it's like he just opens the toilet door and goes to take a shit. <laughs> and then the second game starts with him opening the door after taking his shit, and then it just all kicks off again. And he's like, I can't, can I not even have a shit in peace? And then it goes into, like, credits and shit. I think I watched a TV show where they did that. It was great. Oh, wicked. Like, it ends on someone goes to the toilet and then the next Hell one starts yeah. when he comes well, out. They did that and Remedy did Quantum Break as well, which went... Did yeah, that, yeah. Not, not sure that Remedy went along have done a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Rockstar took a lot of their third-person mechanic inspiration for from the shooting from, well, Remedy and Rock's Rockstar kind of held hands to make Max Payne as well, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got the shooting in GTA. We've got Remedy to thank for how good that is in the long run, really. Oh, but much, didn't yeah. they? Uh, they made Max. So they made the Max Payne's Quantum yeah. Break Control. They made Alan Wake as well. Mm-hmm. And they they made. Uh, didn't they make Death Rally as well? I don't know. Did you ever play Death Rally? No, but I know roughly what it is. Uh, Death Rally was out in two th- in nineteen ninety six. Whoa. It was like a PC game, and it was like it looked like Carmageddon, and like it was like Duke Nukem in a car. That's what oh, it was okay. like. It yeah, was fucking mental. Oh, yeah, well, it's it so like gives me flashbacks as well, like they, Carmageddon type shit. Yeah, well, they remade it in uh, 2011, which I thought was quite right. fun. If you're not played it, I'll give it a go because it was quite it's quite a funny game. Like, yeah. so. I like those games. I played one on the PlayStation Two back in the day. Was it? 
Demolished Derby or something it was called. Can't remember, something like that. Well, it says that Remedy are making a game called Condor as well and something called Vanguard. So Max Payne, Max Payne 2 remake as well. Mm. Alan Wake 2 and Control 2. Holy schmosha rollies. They're making the the Max Payne's with Rockstar Games. Yeah, fair enough. So interesting. They're going to publish it. Uh, We had... uh, Did you watch the Xbox Developer Direct thing, Andy? I didn't, no. No, well, they mentioned a few things. So Minecraft Legends, obviously. We saw more of that. Uh, so it's got released it now, it's out on the 18th of April. Um, and yeah, it looks excellent. It's like a, it's like Minecraft with an actual story mode to it, you know? So basically there's nether gates, uh, obsidian gates rather, opening up. Uh, there's, you know, creatures and monsters spelling out and you have to kill them and save the world. Uh, in Minecraft, which looks really cool actually. Uh, it's not the most original story, but I do kind of like the idea behind it. Um, so I'll be playing that. It'll be on Game Pass Day 1. Um, but it's also going to be on PlayStation and Switch and PC as well. Uh, it's just never been part yeah. of the Minecraft world, so... Mm-hmm. Bit out, bit out of my... Uh, yeah. My a lot of that. And they also showed off a lot more of um, Redfall. Which is a big one that's come from Arcane Studios, of that course. Vampires and shit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like an MMO vampire shooter. Um, it's coming out on the 2nd of May now. Um, it's Arkane's biggest game yet in terms of, well, the map, but also what's in the map, you know, detail and... I don't and think it's out in May, it got pushed back, I'm pretty sure. Nothing, that's what they said, I'll have a look yeah. now. But... Wasn't it made on Unreal Engine 5? It is, one of the first games on Unreal Engine 5, I think. Um, oh, baby! But it does look really good, I must say. Um, it's like a team-based thing, though. It's like a co-op element of, you know, be teams of, is it four or six? I can't remember. Uh, and you like team up and take down your uh, vampire enemies. Um, although apparently it's going to require a persistent internet connection, which is a bit of a drawback. What's that for? For Redfall. You've got to have. Persistent internet connection, even if you're playing uh, a single-player mode. Yeah, I I wasn't so sure if uh, I was so keen on the looks of that game. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if it's my type of thing. Like, isn't it published by Bethesda? It's um, well, it's Arcane Studios who made it. I think Bethesda publish it. Yeah, yeah, they're the devs. Yeah, it was published by Bethesda. Did you um, did you hear did you hear about Microsoft? Paying seven point five billion dollars to buy Bethesda. Yes, I know they did. <laughs> There's a lot of money at the time. Yeah, got no fucking money and they got no games coming out. <laughs> no, yeah, the Elder Scrolls and Starfield and the pipeline. No, no. Yeah, but they're yeah. all being pushed back, man, because they don't have they don't have the money for the publishing right now. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> they got no fucking money for publishing. To be fair, seven point five billion dollars, yeah. not million. Billion dollars, man. <laughs> oh. It's a bit like, crazy, isn't it? But the Fallout, the Elder Scrolls, and the Doom series, man. Yeah, it's like it, it's it, good, but it's a lot of money, though, isn't it? Well, they bought Zenimax technically, but they own yeah, with their sign, Softworks, and whatever. But um, but yeah, it's a lot of money for like more than I would have thought, you know. But who knows? 
Is it um, what do you call it? Like oh, Todd Howard. No, I was just gonna say like uh, Square Enix's sales are down. Did you read that? Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, well, their big 2022 releases and all their sales are down. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a surprise, to be fair. They sold half uh, the studios anyway. Yeah, well, they need to release Final Fantasy 16 to make some fucking money back, don't they? Eh? Yeah. Well, that's their big go-to, though, isn't it? Final Fantasy, that's their kind of kind of baby, you know? Well, they had, what, Stranger of Paradise and, like, that yeah, triangle they're... strategy which fell below expectations. Crisis Core only came out in December and only a very small batch amount of people are going <laughs> to buy that to be honest. Yeah. The people who really give a shit about Final Fantasy 7 are going to buy that game. No, no. And then that, and that Forspoken was fucking and it just did not hit the mark. Like they pushed it back twice last year and it just didn't, yeah. hasn't hit the mark. I don't think. I don't think any any so many people now are not paying full price games uh, for full, full pricing for games. That they don't fully know about, do you know what I mean? No, oh, no, I think this is something the industry are going to have to deal with because they can't keep charging seventy quid if nobody buys it, you know. Well, it's like well, Square Enix they they got their hands in so many pies. Maybe that's why they're they're selling a lot off. But they release loads of little tiny mini games that nobody really sees and that like. So I mean, they're quite big in Japan and that, but in terms of like you're saying, making money. They need to sell stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they must be generating a lot from Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, sure. they probably are, but they have to think, right, we need something else, you know, to uh, to make us money. But but that's just me. I don't know. I'm sure they've got some business experts there. Forspoken looks impressive to look at. It does then... look pretty as fuck, but I was yeah. like, I'm not yeah. paying full price for it. Like. Yeah, it's... That's kind of it. Like when something is so pricey and it's a brand new IP, you don't know whether to invest in it, right? When it's yeah. first out the door. Yeah. When oh, it's something like Elden Ring, where that's a new IP, but it's by a studio who you know just makes Dark Souls the same kind of game over and over. That's more of a sort of yeah. sure thing that you're going to enjoy it. Whereas uh, Square Enix, they've went in all sorts of directions. Yeah. And especially when you look at the Final Fantasy games and what they did with Seven. And what they did with uh, 15, and they try to make a franchise out of one game, which is already part of a franchise, which is... 15 was... Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, For 7, it's like, they've made three or four different games out of 7 already. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the official remake. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as well as re-releasing yeah. the remake, it was they like... made the remake, <laughs> and then they then an interlude, which is just like from Fingy's perspective. So when they bring out something new, it's like and it looks interesting. It's like users are so good at making things that look interesting, but then when you play it, there's not much under the surface. There's not much depth there, and it's just the same kind of rinse and repeat. Another and, one out the door, and they're all full priced because it's got Square Enix on the front cover. Yeah. Well, this is a problem with like brands now, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a shame because you look at like I think you can see that there's a bit of for spoken that was like a really kind of a labour of love, and a lot of people who were making it were obviously interested and enjoyed making that. Yeah. Um, but it's just not kind of hitting the mark. People are so much more uh, critical about it. I think, and I think because you know being a big studio like Square Enix, who can just throw that out the door, no problem. <laughs> 
it feels like they can do that too much. I've kind of lost and went on a tangent of what's my actual point to that one. <laughs> so there's well, that. It, it, <laughs> I think it's about they've gone for a... It's almost like a quantity over quality thing, isn't it? It's like we've got all these games, but none of them are actually that good. They're losing money because they're making me. Uh, they're consistently making mediocre games. Oh yeah, but it's like they've got nothing that stands out, really. You know, Final Fantasy sixteen will stand out. Oh, I know, but it's like like a what, woman on the highway what about shaking that? her titties. It will stand out for me, man. But it's like, we could have done more stand-out last year. Yeah, well, or something, it, a lot know? of companies are, are behind because of the pandemic. Like, so. No, I know, but it's just like, as Andy said, you've got a lot of mediocre games, you know? Um, So, I don't know. But like I say, I'm sure they know what they're doing. They've got business experts in there. Um, well, are you getting that Hogwarts, Mikey? I'm uh, I don't know, I was going to say Hogwarts Legacy, I mean, I've been doing and throwing over it, you know. Um, it looks really good, it looks interesting, it's a new IP, it's a new kind of uh, direction, if you like. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, a new developer, it's, it's kind of untested, it's a, uh, a brand new sort of type of game, you know, it may be shit because we don't really, haven't played that genre before. It depends um, if it if it, if they go. It depends how much access they've had to uh, yeah. Rowland's world. I mean, I, I don't know whatever her name, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, how much access they have to it? Because if they had they had free reign to write their own shit, which is fair enough. But how much access they actually have to like the law and the background and all that sort of thing, like where they can kind of maybe intertwine stuff. Um, not necessary to any characters from her books, but like just kind of like they can yeah. make their own type of perspective. Well, they've obviously had some. Had, because... they, well, it, it's it, like like if it was like The Witcher Three, where they yeah. they they put they have all these books in there mm-hmm. and all these different connections and stuff like that. If they put that much effort and detail into it, I think it could be quite a phenomenal game. But mm-hmm. if it is literally just you running around Hogwarts. <laughs> You go to a couple of areas that people have seen before, and it's just fucking wank, wank quests yeah. with like a wank fucking um, um, XP system with a, <laughs> with with the same fucking spells and the same piss with the very similar and obvious enemies, and it's just sort of like repetitious and just fucking absolute dog shit. But it's pretty because it's Harry Potter and it's in <laughs> thing, places you know, which I'm scared that it's just going to be. Yeah. Um, if it's like that, then I'd be quite disappointed. But if it does have, if they've just made their own beautiful little world within Rowland's, you know, world. Well, I think I that's think the it's thing because it's like two hundred years before Harry Potter, so it's like they could have changed it all, and it wouldn't really have mattered. You know what I mean? It looks like they've really tried to do what you were talking about there. But sorry, I was just I was closing my curtains. This ended far away then. Um, it, look, they've shown off a lot of stuff and they've released a lot of different trailers yeah, saying, yeah. You know, exclusive segments of the games. You know, yeah. Here's a part about combat, here's a part about being in class, here's a part about exploring Hogwarts, and here's a part about the grounds of Hogwarts, and you can even go further out Hogwarts. Literally but, being, like, a, like I said before, ex- literally being a student. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. Um, 
hopefully there's depth to the, those those parts that they're showing off that goes past the, the trailers that they've shown us, like you've said. And it's not just a case of ticking boxes to look nice. Um, you if it is as fleshed out as it looks, then I think that'll be a really good game. Yeah, yeah, and you could get your own tasty Hermione. It'd be fine. <laughs> right? Yeah, here's hoping. And you could like go yeah, into the, the, you could go into the Muggle yeah, world yeah. and fuck with people. Do you know what I mean? That would be good. Well, the Muggle, yeah, that would actually be. Uh, that's something I kind of wish that we see more of in the Harry Potter world. Is like the Muggles getting yeah. fucked with yeah. for being <laughs> shitty Muggles. You're a <laughs> shitty fucking Muggle. Just going back to what you said about access to the lore, Nick. Um, they've always had some because they've incorporated, you know, Hogmeade and Hogwarts itself, and then they've got um, obviously the brooms and the, the Quidditch and everything as well. So they've obviously got some, um, but they have had the whole had the scope change it a bit because obviously it's two hundred years before Harry Potter. Um, so it's kind of a blend of what we know and then also new stuff as well. Um, so like, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but if it's recognisable, then that'll do, you know? That sounds epic, pal. You know what I mean, like... <laughs> it's certainly something to look forward to. We're all excited for... I will be waiting for Hogwarts Legacy, so just to see what it is. Um, it's out on the 10th of February, I know, so just a few days to go. If it were, if it were, if it, when it releases, and I'll give it a month or two. Good. And like, see what the reviews and that are like. And if it is really good, then I'll probably think about it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just before we end part one, I think we should touch on Octopath Traveler two. Um, it's out on the twenty fourth of February as well. So by the time we're next year, it'll be almost out. Um, I quite enjoyed the first one, Andy. Did you you quite enjoyed the first Octopath Traveler game, didn't you? I really enjoyed it, but I didn't finish it actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, no, I never um, finished that either. <laughs> it was it really it rocked the the look the sort of pixel art sprites moving around a really nice 3D plane, but everything was still in yeah, pixel art style. It's almost like JRPG, but it's not a JRPG, you know. No, you're right. It's like 100% JRPG. Um, well, like in its sort of purest form there, it was like a hark back to your old games that you played on the SNES, but given this sort of beautiful uh, real poster yeah. into a, a 3D plane with the graphics and whatnot that uh, could have been done back then. You, um, never, you never played the real, you never got the real ending where it like ties everything together then. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Um, uh, you got to go back and do the ending, bro. It's like a secret <laughs> ending and shit. Did you finish it? Yeah, I fucking, you did, yeah, I fucking love that, yeah. that game, man. The second yeah. one I've been it's been on my list for quite a while now. Yes, uh, There's another one you might like then called is it Live a Live? Live a Live? How do you say it? We've oh yeah, about that the part, Switch right? remake thing. Yeah, it's like uh, Octopath Traveler, but with all the different stories happening happening through different periods in time, yeah. rather than all at the same time and they all meet up. It's all a different story that interweaves throughout yeah. centuries. Well, it looks really cool. Well, Octopath Traveler 2 uh, has eight new travelers. Is it? Well, it would be fucking boring if it was the same eight travelers. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've, got, they've all got uh, different backgrounds and stories as well. So yeah, it's yeah. a warrior, dancer, merchant, a scholar, a thief, a cleric, a hunter, and apothecary. Oh, I quite like that kind of Apoth- apothecary? idea. Yeah. How do you say that? How do you say that word? <laughs> apothecary? 
Um, apothecary. It's a, it's, a fantas- it's a fascinating world with a day and night cycle. Yeah, good. It, it's a completely standalone game. Mm-hmm. Um, characters have multiple path actions. Uh, and the break and boost battle system is back as well. Yeah. Uh, latent power adds... Uh, uh, the latent power adds a new layer to the combat, which looks quite interesting. And the yeah. characters interact more and share more additional stories about each other and with each other and stuff like that. And the HD 2D art style has evolved as well, so it just oh, looks yeah. way more pretty than the first one. Like, yeah, so I watched a video I, just I, before we came on air. It looks excellent. So. Yeah, I'm looking mm. to it, like, yeah, 24th February for that one. It's another Square Enix one. Yeah. Um, but they've done it in, in, in uh, alongside Acquire Corporation. You heard of them? No. No, I've not either. <laughs> I don't know who they are. That's what I did. I saw it, and then I'm like, who the hell are they? I never actually looked it up. I should have looked it up anyway. But, um, Acquire Corporation? Acquire, they've yeah. Done, yeah, they did a lot of... Um... Um, fuck it. Basically, uh, like uh, Way of the Samurai, they oh. made on the on the PS2 and that. All oh, right, like old uh, style art style, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're very they're Japanese based uh, oh, company, okay. and they made uh, like uh, the uh, I can't remember like, but they made Way of the Samurai anyway. They made um, fucking Tenchu games, I think. All oh, right, yeah, okay. They made Tenchu games. I try to make try to remember, but I think Way of the Samurai was mainly their main their main one like and stuff like that. But they 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 were involved on Octopath Traveler one as well. So, but uh, they they they've been making games a long time. Acquire of a long time. Yeah, the Japanese market was quite one of the first uh, sort the of Japanese mass video market. game consumers. You know, Japanese market. Owned the PS2 market back in the day, though. Well, they, yeah, like? that's true. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. sales numbers for PS2 were huge. With their fucked horror games that they had on them. Yeah, they do like that as well. Andy likes the horror too, but you know, not me, my horror. Maybe You've Andy's Japanese. Evil Four coming. <laughs> my horror. Um, I still need to get Dead Dead Space the remake. And um, we spoke about how disappointing Callista was. Yeah. Dead Space Remake has saved his life. Dead Space, <laughs> Dead Space Remake is getting perfect reviews across the fucking board. Yeah. Oh, I've watched some people streaming it. It is re- on their PC. It is ridiculous, man. How fucking gorgeous it is. Jesus. Not Christ. looking at it until I've played it. That's yeah. After I've seen like the reviews, I was like, did I not bet on the wrong horse, right? Did I not just... I'm pretty sure I'm on record on this podcast at one point saying that I was going to stick by the... Yeah. You know the guy who created Dead Space. His yeah. he's got a new IP. That's got to be. I mean, that's got to be better instead of just a team that's remaking his old yeah. stuff, right? And then lo and behold, they've been outdone. Yeah, Callisto was disappointing, and the Dead Space <laughs> remake has been considered the best way. It's like apparently, from a lot of the reviewers that I've looked at, and most of them are kind of specific to survival horror um, reviewers. Yeah. They're just saying that this is generally the the new standard for a remake now. Like, <laughs> you add what was there, you don't take away from it, and you improve on what was kind of what was not that good in the first place. Oh, fair enough. Instead yeah. of just trying to remake it for a, you know, like a whole new yeah. climate of gaming, like what they did. Well, with the definition of remaking, though. 
You're just remaking it, but with better shit. That's literally the definition. That's what I thought it was, but they wow. try and add all this different shit. Yeah, it? yeah. And and a lot of the time they just miss miss out altogether. But everyone's seen from the Dead Space remake, they've just they've improved on the worst parts of the game and kept the core parts that made the game good in the first place completely intact. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just like that. Hell yeah. So after reading that and hearing that, I was like, okay, see, no more. Um, well chuffed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I miss, man? I miss Buster. That's what I miss, Buster. I know. I miss you, Johnny. Yeah, we all miss John. Um, he'll be back next time, hopefully. Oh, uh, yeah. And he'll, dare, dare I say it, come up with another game to talk about for the next 10 months. He's been talking about The Last of Us no, for the last 10 months. he's just going to be talking about The Last of Us the next time he's on. Like, yeah, so I know. Actually, I've not caught up with, uh, with him yet. Um, but The Last of Us show has been really good. Yeah, no, I think it was episode three that aired just yeah. at the start of the week. Yeah, like, you, you watch that at night time, you're going to bed greeting afterwards, right? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it at night, and I'm going to blast it like. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, fair. There's um, a few reviewers about that as well, complaining about some of the actors as well. But I think I think everything about it is good. There's nothing that's really thought. I've looked at and thought this is. I don't like that, or I don't like this. Or that's not like what it was in the game. Oh. It's like obviously they're going to have to change some parts, um, and the parts that they've changed, you'll see, especially when you get to episode three. Oh, holy fuck! And they've done good with it, so I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, well, lots of high praise for it, you know. Um, yeah, 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 there will be a game that I will not be stop talking about. <laughs> it would just be all the way up until release date. And uh, I keep d- typing DS2 into Google, and it keeps coming up with Dead uh, Dark Souls 2, but it will take <laughs> over. But obviously, we had the poster go up about who am I? Oh, so, yeah. For a Hideo Kojima game. So <laughs> it's now been released that Miss L. Fanning is going to be in it now. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I fell behind on the um, Hideo Kojima uh, Brain Structure podcast on Spotify uh, because he had a couple of episodes that were on video. And obviously, I can't listen to those while I'm driving about in a van because, like, you can listen to him, obviously, but because it's subtitles with Hideo Kojima, you can't read what he's saying. So, obviously, I had to wait. So, I watched a couple of them because he's been over in Los Angeles um, um, from Japan. So with Jeff Keeley, the guy who does the game awards and stuff. So, um, but I've I finally got all caught up, and he's got a few decent people coming in um, to Death Stranding too. He actually writes characters based on actors and actresses that he wants to play the the, the role, and then he he then goes and asks them if they want to be in the role. And if they say no, then he's fucked because he has to go back and rewrite the character. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's basically everybody trying to figure out who it was, but people figured it out quite quickly because Hideo's, Hideo's um, fan base is just ridiculous and people were just putting L. Fanning's picture over the top <laughs> of the poster and everything. Yeah. So apparently she's never been in the gaming industry before. She's never played games as a kid. She comes from a sporting family. Yeah. So this is all brand new for her. She's done a bit of um, kind of voice acting um, on uh, a few things, but nothing in the realm of being body scanned and... Um, what what you call it, uh, like projection and all that sort of thing. Yeah, like, so it's all going to be stuff from other motion capture, and it's sort of like the the also the what she 
she did not realize is like the uh, commitment as well, because you're committed to, if you're going for a game, especially on this level, you're committed for five years. Yeah. Easily. Um, and she'll be working around that. Like, so, but um, yeah, so Elle Fanning is, um, is literally going to be in it. Like they have been experimenting with live action lighting techniques as well. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, so it just looks like the CG environment. It just looks absolutely rid- ridiculous of what they're going to do, and then like they'll obviously get the actors and actresses up, like try to try and familiarise themselves with it. Like, but obviously we know that Norman Reedus is going to be in it. Um, Leia Sedu will be in it again because she was. They were both in the trailer. Yeah. Um, obviously Troy Baker will be in it. You know the guy who did uh, John would say right now the oh, guy who did the yeah. <laughs> Did the voice of uh, Joel in The Last of Us? Cool. Uh, but he is an utter gaming and anime legend in the in the voice acting world. Like, um, and they've got obviously L Fanning's in it now, and then they got Shioli uh, Kutsuna as well. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning Japanese lass. Like, she grew up in Australia, but stunning Japanese lass, and she was on the podcast as well. And she was cool because she was talking to Hideo, Hideo in. Um, Japanese, and then she went for the dub for this English. She did it herself. Oh, okay. So I thought that was quite cool. Like, cool. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's DS2 is now in the pipeline and on the move. Like, nice. so it's looking like it's going to be pretty epic. So I'm really uh, looking forward. To Nick will be keeping an eye on that one for us. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm really man. looking forward to it. So, um, I got a couple of other just quick bits of news just to uh, just to spit out there. <laughs> Um, the Sims 4 um, now has has added surgery scars, <laughs> he- hearing aids, and binders to their character choices now. That's cool. So it's just getting very deep now, like literally, yeah. like below the skin and everything. Exactly, right? Because the whole idea is that you're meant to recreate yourself, and a lot of people who might have a surgery scar or scars and shit like on their face, like myself. Yeah. And they think, oh, I can't actually really recreate myself down in a tea in this game. I'm going to spend hours looking at a little virtual version of myself. So the more personality you can inject and mm. representation, yeah, nice right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. Exactly. So, um, the Among Us game 2023 has got bigger, big plans. So they got a roadmap to include new maps, new collaborations, and maybe new roles as well. Such a boring game. So um, a lot of people are looking forward to that. I reckon. Okay. Are you going to go back to that? No, never. No. I would play it. <laughs> I would play it if I had like seven, eight, nine other people, mates that wanted to play it because it is fucking phenomenal fun. It's so much fun to play with like eight mates, but I would never play it with randoms because I just can't be fucked. It just no, doesn't work, um, especially <laughs> if you're not, especially if you're just typing, you're not talking and that like so. But I prefer to play it with with eight nine mates. It was so much fun, like it was so much fun. But I know you you don't like lying and stuff like that, like and talking that much, Andy. So it wasn't really a game for you, but for me, it was just like an utter. Kind well, of- I, I like. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say I like lying, but I like. I like this uh, kind of like interactive. Games, but I just I don't know. Among Us, I just couldn't. I, I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. see what the big deal was with it. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Some people uh, just don't get it, you know. Same sort of formula has been 
tried out in like a hundred games since as well, though, eh? but none of them have managed to hit the same spot that Among Us did with people. Uh, it's so much fun, man. The gaming streamers all around the world just jump It's on. just my personal preference. I never really saw the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, 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 it was fun uh, when it first came out with, with friends and that, but... Um, Netflix um, getting bigger and bigger and now branching out. They're now branching out into the gaming industry. So um, they're looking to take Fortnite like head on. So um, they've hired Mike Verdu, um, who's like a veteran of the gaming companies, Electronic Arts, Kabam and Zynga. And he's to be the vice president of the gaming development. So um, it's looking like they're going to start going into the gaming industry. So it'd be quite interesting to see what Netflix puts there fingers in because obviously there are a lot of shows out there that would never be taken on by a majority of um of uh, studios or whatever like uh, trailer park boys no one would take them on but netflix were like fuck it i'll have that it's <laughs> like it's like the big joke is is that if you write a script and take it to netflix they'll just give you the money and just make it because like they don't give a fuck they'll make anything so it's just well, something yeah, you never know what's going to uh, take off and people are going to love. And it's the small things and the smaller things that people actually fall in love with. Like, um, there's so much stuff on there that I've seen, especially Australian com- uh, comedy. Some of the Korean stuff that on there is absolutely phenomenal. So it's just sort of making their own animes, which is really yeah. good, like both the American side and the uh, Japanese side or the Asian side. So, um and uh, last one for me news anyway is that Insomniac Games is reportedly aiming for an R rating and fall the fall of 2024 release for Wolverine. Yeah, I read this somewhere, yeah. So it's looking like they're going to make a Wolverine game where he's like literally a grumpy, rugged, fucking um, like hard as fuck American guy just out in the wilderness just being an absolute asshole. And just like tearing shit up, like so. Um, so it's like pre X Men. So it's like before he became an X Man. So it's yeah. like you know how well, um, what's his name? Thingy portrayed him out to be before he joined Picard and saw the good in people, met Gene and all that sort of. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's when he was like an absolute bastard because obviously he just got <laughs> taken against his will, put all the shit in him, and then he's just walking around just being a fanny and hard as fuck. He can't die. Do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> um alcoholic nuisance so it's uh, gonna have a very um mature tone yeah oh, like, so it could be quite interesting that like especially if they put some like decent people in it like like gambit gambit was my favorite x-man and they still haven't done fuck all with him there's no movies there's <laughs> no even seen him. he was in uh, this really fucking hard video game that i played for the oh, snares yeah. x-men and spider-man yeah and Gambit was one of the coolest characters, isn't it? He is. He's epic X-Man, and his power is so amazing. And he's just he's, he's a comedic type as well. He don't give a fuck. And it's just sort of like, he's my favorite X-Man, and they just never do anything with him, and it does my nothing. So. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of news and bits and pieces. So, Unless um, you wanted me to talk about the Switch as well. I don't know, it's up to you. I was just going to say, just before we... In part one, I just want to mention a few other things. Yeah, we can take, do the switch and that in part two. That's probably yeah, fine. sure. Take a little break. Uh, just before we do, though, uh, Morrowind is currently free. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get Morrowind for free, so I'd recommend doing that. What, uh, get it on what? 
Get it on Amazon what? Prime. It's on Prime Gaming. Uh, how, do you, how do you play Prime Gaming on it? What, what, the PC? Because no, they do some good stuff, especially if you watch a lot of Twitch, you get drops and other stuff. I'm advertising Amazon. Don't check that out. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, Morrowind is the Game of the Year edition, so it's definitely worth taking. Uh, because it's still 13 quid, even though it's 20 odd years old, so, you know. It used to be on, like, a bunch of platforms every so often, then, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I use, I use my, mom, my mummy's Prime, so... <laughs> Every time I want to do anything, I have to message my mum, like... Yeah, no, Prime Energy drink. Um, and the other one was the developers from Back for Blood have reportedly moved on to the next phase. Whatever the hell that means, I don't know. Uh, it was just a tweet I read this morning, I can't remember where it was from, I think it was IGN or Polygon or something. Um, basically saying that the developers are done with uh, updates and DLC and they've moved on to the next stage. Well, that may it be... Back for Blood won't get any new content as devs shifts focus to next game. Basically, yeah, that's what they said. Um, they haven't said anything officially, but that's what's happening. Um, which is interesting and also not really surprising because it's been a few years now, or a year or you know two years, um, which is long enough for them to put a game out, flesh it the way they want, and then yeah, leave it. That's that. Um, right, guys, are we going to take a little break there? Yeah, sounds sexy. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll end part one. We'll come back and do a bit more uh, gaming right. conversation in part We'll two. see you all in part two. Indeed we shall. <laughs> we'll be back for some more conversation right after this. Right, there we are, ladies and gentlemen, in the interval. Hello again. I'm here for another riddling session. I'll start by answering the last one. I gave you the riddle, of course, was there's a man on one side of the river, a dog on the other. The dog crosses the river without getting wet. How does he do it? Well, the answer is that the river was frozen. The dog crossed the ice without getting wet. So well done with those of you who got it right, because there's some of you who didn't. Um, best of luck for next time. I'll give you this week's one, and I'll leave you to think about that one. Strip the skin under my skin and my flesh you'll reveal. It tastes sweet and tart. Now throw out the peel. What am I? A wordy one, that one. So I'll leave you to my think. And in the meantime, here's part two of the show. Thunderbirds are go. Welcome back to part two of the show. And thank you, Nick, for the Thunderbirds are go thing. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, nice opening. Um, Five. <laughs> it's nice little left oh, off. Childhood. Um, right, we're going to head straight to Nick. Nick's going to do a switch section. Nick, over to you. Stand by for action. <laughs> Five. <laughs> That's forever imprinted on my brain now. <laughs> right, so we got switch, switch, switchy, switch, switchy, switchy, switch. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, we have the N64 update with the 2.90. Um, oh, yeah. Which went up, went live not too long ago. So, GoldenEye 007 has been handed. Um, so, um, no modern controls like the Xbox version, and it's got QWatch music on it as well, which have the, the gongs and the static and stuff like that. Like so. Oh. Uh, 
So it's a bit ahead of time. He's got like online play and stuff like that. Like so, that GoldenEye 007 is apparently what everybody's looking to play at the moment. Like, um, it seems to be uh, the main main aspect around Switch at the moment. Uh, Splatoon 3 as a um, its next Splatfest is on the way. So <laughs> depending on which team that you you might want to pick, like, so it'd be quite interesting. It's from War, turf war battles which would be between the 11th and the 13th of february so it's like got white chocolate and team uh milk chocolate so it's whether you're interested in playing that like and it could be like uh some pretty good fun because platoon 3 is massive look fun, yeah i think bayonetta is still having issues with its pay pay cut paying like its staff or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's still okay. going on about it, like so. I don't know, fully understand what's happening there, like, but it just seems to be a bit mental. Like, it's like they all start with that woman saying that she never got paid, but she did get yeah. paid. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Zelda Tears of the uh, of the Kingdom trailers uh, are hiding the hieroglyphic hints. Okay. So I don't know if Andy can elaborate on that. Like, what was that? Sorry, Hi- Zelda. Yeah, they're hiding the hieroglyphic hints during their trailers. Oh, yeah, because you've got the Hylian languages in the game, which yeah, is all like mysterious language. Symbolic. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. That might be people reaching, but that also sounds exactly like something that would be there, right? So uh, I think whatever's there, it'll be a teaser at most. They'll be keeping their cards close to their chest with this and his other. Yeah. Unless there's a massive leak, I don't think we'll find out. Really anything until they want us to. No, uh, uh, that seems the way they're doing. They're not really showing anything at the minute at all because they don't want us to know anything. Um, so, like you say, the point just keep it that way until they're ready to to uh, take the dust cover off. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, Fire Emblem has knocked Pokemon off the top spot. Pokemon's been up there for a little bit now, but. Um... Ghost Emblem, Fire Emblem is uh, knocked it off the top spot. Apparently, it's absolute epic oh, no. game. Like, so it's uh, best Mr. Game Pokemon out. will not like that one bit. Ah, oh, I bet they won't like. So, <laughs> if you're looking for a Switch or game to play on the Switch, it's, I highly recommend the Fire Emblem game. Like, there is a um, there is a Ghibli inspired uh, game coming out on the Switch. Uh, basically, it's only just started. It, it it's um, fully it got fully funded. In its first two hours on Kickstarter. <laughs> cool. I uh, think I've seen called, this. What one is that? Yeah, Mika and the Witch's Mountain. Oh yeah, I mentioned this so, other week. Yeah, it gives you like Kiki's Delivery Service vibes. So I don't know if anybody watch has seen any Studio Ghibli movies here. I don't know if you've seen them. I don't know if you've seen Kiki's. I've delivery seen a few of them. Yeah. It's basically a witch who delivers stuff on the back of her broom and that like. <laughs> Um, so basically it's um, like a bit of Ghibli magic built into uh, the DNA of this game like um, so it's like um, like a wind waker like art style form it looks really cute and gorgeous and you're just kind of flying around delivering stuff and there's like it'd probably be obstacles and monsters and weather and that sort of thing on the way but um, it's like got like a four hour solo campaign um, but no multiplayer, but it's just going to be like a nice little gorgeous little first game. Yeah, just like uh, a relaxed indie thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like a quite a beautiful game to, um, um, which looks quite good. Like um, there's a game called uh, The Grim Reaper, uh, or you play The Grim Reaper in a game called Have a Nice Death, which looks really good. That looks like so much fun. I think Andy would um, have um, 
um, fun with that. Like it's like a Hades type game, um, but it's by Super Giants. Um, um, so that looks really good. Like so, um, I reckon you should. Uh, you play as Death himself, and he's like the founder and the CEO of Death Incorporated. So <laughs> your afterlife, and it largely consists of processing paperwork and trying to keep your XX uh, in line. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like realizes how shit it is and how everybody else has gone off the rails in his absence he takes matters into his own hands and he's basically an adventure of him going through the departments of death inc to remind his subordinates who's boss yeah no that sounds like mastery for sure yeah yeah i think it'd be quite comical as well like so i thought that could be quite good um but yeah so um yeah not really much else that i can see on the um on the switch now to be perfectly honest like i think like they they've got like um um just a lot of decent games that look like they're coming out this year like so i think zelda is like the top one probably out of all of them like that they're looking forward to but like um tales of symphonia is getting remastered and going across most platforms i think like so digimon's getting a game coming coming out kirby's back as well like octopath traveler 2 will be on there as well uh, Rune Factory, Bayonetta Origins, um, Atelieres are three, and like yeah, Outer Wilds. Lord of the Rings Golem will come to the Switch as well when it finally comes out. Um, Minecraft Legends is going to be released as well. Like so, yeah. there's um, yeah a lot of decent games coming out. Like um, so, yeah. new games on it, yeah. Mm. Uh, should we take a little visit to Indie Corner? I think I think we should do that. Indie Corner, yeah. Get a little car, drive down a little cold street, park it in the corner, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've got a few indie games for you this week. Uh, first one is called The Settlings. Uh, this is a, it's a colonization and resource management game. Uh, it's based on lemmings, like the actual animal lemmings. Uh, but it's like a 2D side-scrolling one, so you play it a bit like a Terraria type game. And uh, like I say, you basically manage your colony and your resources. Um, it's done by a single guy during later this year. It actually looks pretty cool. I must say, I do quite like the look of it. And uh, gameplay, there's also a demo kicking about for it somewhere as well. Um, which I'm yet to play. I've not played it yet. I've downloaded it. It's sitting on my system. I've not played it yet. But I will get around to it. But yeah, it's another uh, indie game that actually looks really interesting. Um, and I can add it to the list of ones I want. Uh, another one here, and this one should appeal to you, Andy, because it's very similar to Hi-Fi Rush. It's called Rhythm Sprout. Rhythm's uh, about? Rhythm Sprout? Rhythm Sprout. Oh. It came out on the 1st of February, so back on Wednesday. It's an ARPG game set to a sort of rhythm, so similar to the idea behind Hi-Fi Rush. It's done by a a little group called uh, CERT, or S-R-U-T, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but it looks very good actually, it looks fun, it's colourful like you said, uh, it's got music to it, it's quite highly rated as well. It seems good. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. I love music games, that's something that I don't think we've actually spoke much about on this show either, is uh, music games, rhythm games. I know. Those, um... Wait until we get the Dance Dance Revolution Gamer Talk special. I know, off to do a a musical, musical episode. Probably a live stream of Nick on the arcade machine. This Dan. looks like an awesome <laughs> game to play absolutely high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fucking uh, clicking buttons to like, like, like happy hardcore 
dance music kind of shit. Yeah, I thought that would be that new Tetris, well, the newest Tetris game, Tetris yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. Trippy with the chill music. Oh, it is well trippy, isn't it, man? Like, especially when you like finish a game in that. Like, uh... It's actually, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know, it looks good. Um, so yeah, that's I'm another one of the guys who's tripping playing the game. But no, anyway. Unfortunately not. I'll leave that up to you. Uh, anyway, I've got another one here called Kineseed, uh, and this one is done by Pixel Count Studios, and it's just uh, one of those slice-of-life RPG games. Um, there's quite a lot of them, but I do like the idea, it's kind of relaxing, you know. Um, anyway, it's out now, so you can actually go and find it now. Um, there is, I think I'm right in saying there was people doing it that worked on... Uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the game. Let me look it up. Um, but yeah, there is some veteran developers that worked on it who um, have some experience, shall we say, in, uh, in games development. If there was any what? Sorry, Mikey? Well, there's some veterans on the team from a, a first-party first game we know. I can't remember the name of it, so I'm just looking it up for now. Um, there you go, so it's a, it's a Pixel Count Studios, an independent game studio founded by former Lionheart and Fable developers. Which is uh, quite interesting. Uh, it means oh. they know what they're doing. That's good news. Uh, and, and the game does look quite good as well. It's like that pixel art, which I I like as well. Um, as you're saying, it gives just a flashback to games of the past, you know. Flashback? Uh, oh, that was a good game. Well, maybe not flashback, but you know what I mean. Um, so, looking for that. Uh, so, I'll be trying that, because I've got the demo for that as well. Uh, I've got another one here called Dreams in the Witch House. This one is done by Atom Brain Games. Atom uh, Brain Games, that's such a good name. Yeah, I know, Atom Brain. It's, done, it's out on the 16th of February. Uh, and, I mean, you might like this one, Andy. This one is an open world slash point and click side scrolling horror adventure game. You get all that? <laughs> what was that? Sorry. <laughs> Open world slash point and click. Point and click. Side scrolling horror adventure game. Horror adventure game. Oh, they're taking a lot of boxes there, huh? Yeah, oh, although it, I watched the video this morning. It's not actually a horror, it's more uh, mystery horror, if that makes sense. Like, it's not darkness or jumping out, it's more mysterious yeah, kind of horror. Yeah, and atmosphere. I understand. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Ooh. it does look pretty good, and you're kind of solving puzzles as well, so it adds that puzzle element as well. And um, that was called? That one's called Dreams in the Witch House. Dreams in the Witch House. What a good name, actually, as well. I know. Oh, definitely. The witch house. There is something about solving the mystery of the witch's house, so that's kind of what it is. Um, So yeah, that one looks really good. Um, so I'll be picking that up for sure. Um, there's another one here called Mail Mole. Mail Mole? 
Uh, this one's done. It's a compilation between Talpa Games and Undercoders. Oh, it's by HP Lovecraft, Dreams in the Witch House, Andy. That makes sense, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so many boxes. <laughs> you know, weirdly enough, a lot of HP Lovecraft games get made into these sort of open world style games. <laughs> these, little de- ge- these little dev games, eh? yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of indie games take on the Lovecraft works, and yeah, wow. so that's good shit. Lovecraft was an asshole. It's like um, like a it's monkey. Like, I- it's like H.P. Lovecraft does Monkey Island, is but in a like a New York apartment <laughs> setting. That's what it looks like to me. There was one I actually bought a while back called The Sinking City. Uh, oh yeah, I'll and f- it was like an open world H.P. Lovecraft inspired point and click adventure style game. It's it's, it's like Except instead of being point and click, you were a guy who ran about the city and you went to all these different places you had to visit. Oh, and on yeah. paper that sounded like my ideal game, but when I went to play it, I was like, "This is, this is boring <laughs> as shit." No, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And the same, funnily enough, with the the Call of Cthulhu game. Oh yeah, for HP Lovecraft games. While we're on the topic, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was a remake of the the tabletop one, but it was like. And is this it? Can you think? It was very, very, very limited. Um, and again, I think it's obviously because it's an indie dev, right? Um, or it's just me who's just like this big horror game fucking worm who just can't eat enough horror games. <laughs> Once more and more. Well, at least find some more for you. Well, this no. Dreams in the Witch House is sort of like um, Gerald thought his life was fine. <laughs> Until the dreams started, <laughs> and then it's like this this big red door being cut out in his red bedroom wall, and he's just in bed with his eyes open, going, yeah. "What the fuck?" Brilliant. That looks and then brilliant. it's like become an A star, A A A grade student, and then it like pauses, shows some gameplay, comes back and goes, "Or study the occult." <laughs> it's just so okay. Yeah, I love the look of it. I must say, it looks really good. Uh, interesting, but also like well made. You know. To basically like depending which way you go, like if you go too far into the occult, you lose your sanity. So it's like point system for like your brain and your mood and your stability, and it depends what happens to your character depending on what you do with him. It looks quite interesting. Yeah, like, lunatic, go yeah. deeper into the into the occult of H.B. Lovecraft's mind. Looks pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I think Andy would enjoy that. Yeah, it looks fun. I must say, it's certainly something I'll be checking out. I don't normally go after kind of horror-type games, but it looks interesting just the way it's done, you know? It's more of a... It's like I say, a sort of mystery suspense than an actual dark, scary monster uh, thing, you know? Oh, that game looks fucked. It does, it does. Um, anyway, let's go back to the one I was talking about, Mail Mole. So there's Tampa Games and Undercoders that made it. This one is a, a 3D platformer, and it's out now. Uh, I do love a good 3D platformer, so I'm looking forward to checking out more of that. Uh, there's another one that's out now. It's by, is it Horberg Productions? Horberg? Horberg? I don't know. It's like H-O-R-B-E-R-G. H-O-R-B-E-R-G, but it's like a Swedish one, so I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Anyway, it's a 2D platformer called Onion Assault. Um, I don't think it's to do with onions, but I could be wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like these... Like that in fantasy novels, huh? 
I know. And there's the style of armor that's. Yeah, I, I might be talking shite, but because it's layered as well and it's round. Well, I wouldn't surprise you. But yeah, no, Onion Assault. Something I've been looking at heavily on Twitter. It looks excellent. I don't think there's any onions in it, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, 2D platformer, it's out now, so you can go, go and find it. Uh, on PC, you think. Uh, and then the last one I've got is called Pepper Grinder. Uh, this one's a, a sort of 2D action-adventure puzzle game. Uh, and it's out later this year. Um, and it actually looks excellent. I don't know if you've seen the, the action footage, but it looks brilliant. And it's another very colourful one as well. Jesus Christ, it looks very fast-paced. It's just a woman with a massive drill just going for it. It is, but that's... <laughs> What's the name? Pepper Grinder. Oh, it's got drum and bass music as well, Andy. <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah, no, it's got a giant that. drill and it's just like... Boom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just drilling through shit, man. Yeah. Puzzles and that. It, looks, it reminds me of like uh, you go back to the old kind of DOS games like Jazz Jackrabbit and uh, Toxic Bunny. Does anyone have any idea what I'm talking about? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but look them up. It, this looks like it's. This looks cool. It looks just like the old ones. I know. That's that's the beautiful thing about indie games. There's just so many that cover Jesus. so many topics. You know what's going on, Pook? Just watching the the trailer to this game, it looks All epic. Right. You take it's not just the drill. You take over like large uh, mechs and stuff like that. Like it just destroy shit in your path. Yeah. It's just non-stop <laughs> killing. Yeah, it looks brilliant. But, uh, that's the good thing about indie games that they cover so many topics. You know, um, and a lot of them give you that kind of flash to the past thing. You know, as well, which is great to see. Uh, and then also they come out and the indie developers do well because they sell well. There was actually another one I played uh, on GOG last week. It's called... Uh, oh, fuck, what's it called again? I can't remember. Bear with me a second. It was on bloody GOG, and I've kind of forgotten the name of it. Well, on me. You're looking up a game. I'm trying to, but I can't remember. Uh, I just, no, I played it, and I've forgotten what it's called. Oh, just leave it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, come back if it, if it comes to you later. I'll do next time. Uh, but yeah, that's that all the indie that games I've got this week. Epico, man. I just had a couple just to speak of, if that was... Uh... Yeah, yeah, go on. Oh, good. So I've got Lies of P. Oh, yeah, that's a... Uh, uh, I've seen that one. Absolutely gorgeous. Like, so I'm looking forward to that one. It's like... Um, um, it's like if you were playing Dark Souls or Bloodborne, and you would sit there while you're playing them and just go, "Wouldn't this be better if this was war- if this was about Pinocchio?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like a nightmarish steampunk version of Western Europe, and you play as a combat-ready and very handsome version of Pinocchio, carving through swaths of evil automat- 
automatons. Yeah, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it looks uh, pretty epic, to be fair. Lives of P, so it's supposed to be out some point this year, Like, so I'm yeah. really looking forward to that one. Um, another one is called Dredged, which is you play as a shipwreck. Dredged, that is, you play as a shipwreck fisherman who washes up on a mysterious set of islands and gets put into puts to work fishing their strange waters. The locals loan you a boat that you'll later have to pay off, and they warn you not to stay out on the water after dark, as you know what's good for you. So obviously, has some horror elements lurking in this uh, game, like it's threatening to rush and big scary tentacles and all this different shit. Like so, obviously. Sh- you certain things you have to fish at night and that sort of thing like so it just looks quite an epic looking game uh, yeah. nice little indie game with oh well, i'm incredible excited for dread as well it's actually got a release date today i don't know if you saw that oh uh, uh, oh has it got it yeah, it's due on the 30th of march now oh happy days like yeah happy good. days uh, it's of the games i'm buying next it's probably an old zone that one i'll be buying dredge all right Fairly, fairly. He's hoped for it. Um, <laughs> last one would be a game called uh, Witchfire, which is out some point this year, done oh, yeah. by Ast- Astronaut, the Astro, uh, the Astronauts. Um, it's for fans of the recent Doom games and similar Twitch fast uh, first-person shooters, um, the, and it's uh, Polish developers uh, cooking up what might be your next favorite game. So it looks like to be a tense, vicious first-person roguelike game set in a world of demonic forces and bewitched firearms crumbling fantasy world and there'll be both magic and your old six shooter to blast through hordes of enemies so it's uh that looks like good fun like mm. witch fire yeah so there's a uh, i got a few others like but i'll save those for next time like so yeah, okay fair enough uh right should we do a few sort of news stories just to finish off uh <laughs> Discuss a couple of them. I know you've done some already, Book, but I've got a few here, so might as well discuss them. Uh, Gearbox Entertainment has announced Oculus to Creative Dimensions. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago, but I've not managed to fit it until now. Uh, they're a Texas-based 3D scanning and imaging company. Uh, so Ooh. make of that what you will. Uh, sounds like Gearbox are setting themselves up for some sort of TV show or movie uh, creation with the uh, 3D scanning. It could just be for a new game, but you know. They did the uh, New Tales of Borderlands, which was like a sort of story c- cinematic type game, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a Tales of um, um, what do you call it? Um, Star Wars one coming out, I think, in March. Oh, Tales of the yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Getting more impressive cinematically, like these story games, they've been coming and going for a while, um, but now all this new kit could really make the difference with them. Yeah. I think that one was on VR before. Now it's on console. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, it's still something I've been looking at anyway. So. Hey, moving on to the summer and Summer Games Fest 2023 will take place on the 8th of June at the YouTube Theatre in LA. Uh, I didn't even know there was a YouTube Theatre, but there you go. Uh, so yeah, 8th of June for that one. Um... Some game says, you know, lots of announcements usually, so that's good for us. Um, looking forward to that. Stick with the summer. E3 2023 will take place between the 13th and the 16th of June as well at the LA Convention Center. Uh, so a lot happening in LA, all in different places. But 
Uh, they've said it's going to be more accessible for indie developers and publishers. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but, you know. More accessible. Yeah, that's their official website. They've said it'll be more accessible, but I don't know what it means. Uh, maybe they'll pay more attention or something, or reduce their costs, I don't know. Cost cutting. Doesn't sound like something they would do, but... <laughs> um, there's also been various rumours on Twitter that PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo will not be attending. Alright. Which would be a bit shit, but... There was a tweet about that from IGN, but there's various other ones. Um, if that's if that's true, then that would be shit, because that means there'd be no, you know, PlayStation exclusives. There'd be no Zelda or anything. There'd be no God may I say Starfield if it's not out or whatever else, uh, which is a bit of a shame. But um, they'll keep making Starfield. They'll keep making Zelda. It'll just be somewhere else. <laughs> no matter what, those are just like sort of. Well, in recent years, they've, they've sort of done their own. They've done their own developer direct things, haven't they? Mm. So it could just be that, but it still sucks a bit. But because last year it was Xbox and then Bethesda had their own kind of conference as well. But obviously this year they will be doing that. I think yeah, it kind of works in their favour from an advertising view. Mm. Well, in that sense, like it just builds more hype towards one single product or one sort of thing, right? One company. Yeah, it's nice on just what they have to offer. Focuses it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like they've not got a conference of 20 different companies. They've got one for themselves, you know what I mean? I so, always look forward to the Nintendo Directs, but they're usually shy. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they'll gain some traction, you know? <laughs> but actually, in themselves, like they're actually quite good to watch. Nintendo themselves put in a good show for the Nintendo Direct, regardless whether they... I think... If I that think makes sense. The interesting about the Nintendo Direct is there's usually a lot of um, indie games coming to Switch. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of AAA games. That's the problem, I think. Because the Switch is not good hardware. It's mobile gaming hardware, right? Yeah. It's like a glorified tablet. It's like what I said about VR, though. It's like... You know, mobile game has its thing, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it works. Like for people on the go, it's great. Or, you know, it's the same as Steam Deck or something. You know, if you're on the go, it's great. But if you're just in the house, then what's the point? You know. And then plus the, you know, the cost and everything as well. Um, which I'm not a fan of, but you know, it says what it is. Um. Talking of the PlayStation VR thing, actually, they, there was a tweet I read somewhere saying that they skipped the opportunity to make a new handheld over the VR. I don't know how true that is, but apparently they're making VR instead of a PSP 2 or whatever it could be. Um, I didn't know what to make of that, because I had a PSP and they were great, but I kind of lost its, lost its shine after a while, you know? Um, but it, you know it was a great thing in itself. I don't know the Xbox had the uh, handhelds, and obviously Nintendo did all the DSs, the Game Boys, and things. Uh, and you know they're still quite big. There is still a market for these kind of handheld devices out there. So it kind of surprised me that PlayStation uh, 
uh, skipped that opportunity because they did so well the first time around. Oh, with the PSP and Vita? Yeah, they did the PSP and then they did a few different models of it. Um, the, v, the, v, the Vita, yeah. I had a Vita. I love my Vita. I, yeah. think, I think the issue is now is that the people don't just want the gaming uh, a gaming uh, handheld. They want it to be able to be a little bit like a phone. They want it to be to have like you can watch Netflix on it. You can yeah add, add uh, you put your own files on it and all these mm. different things. Yeah, like yeah. So. I think PlayStation just couldn't be asked to be honest. I think no, maybe maybe. I mean, you could just use your phone. You know what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that. Like, I'm just saying, um, you know, really. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, it's like, technically, it could be done, but it's a lot of money and half all this stuff. So it's like, just. And then there's competing devices out there. It's like, well, it's not really worth it, you know? So I don't know. But, um, Nintendo's yeah. got a weird thing with their hardware. And I think, I think people were more critical towards PlayStation with it. Because, like, see, the DS was like a huge seller. Yeah. The hardware was crap. <laughs> as far as your 3D handheld stuff goes, it was pretty pants. Yeah, I had a 3D. I had a 3DS, um, and it was yeah, yeah. And then the Switch is kind of the same. Like, yeah. the hardware is not good. Um, your load times on it suck because the Switch has limited load times, so that it lasts longer. So the chips yeah. don't die out and shit. Like the hardware oh. has a longer lifetime. Oh. Um. And, you know, so it doesn't overheat and all that jazz. There's lots of technical limitations to the Switch. And oh, when you compare yeah. it to something like the Steam Deck, which is like the all-singing, all-dancing, all-power-consuming yeah. PC hardware, um, I mean, that does Elden Ring. You can play yeah. fucking Rage 2 and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, whereas the Switch struggles to run games built for purpose. The new yeah, Pokemon games. Yeah, yeah. New Pokemon games have graphical glitches and dropping uh, frame rates consistently. Yeah. Um, it struggles with a lot on the screen, and yeah. those games are built for the Switch by, like, you know, the for Nintendo. That, yeah. So, come on, I think whatever comes next for the Switch, it's got to do a bit better um, performance. Thanks too, baby. Yeah. Um, as much as I've playing the Switch is praised before, it's kind of like. I, I think we need something a bit better because the games they're trying to make for it aren't good for the Switch. Like The games that are all released on all consoles, I'll probably buy it for any console other than the Switch. Yeah. Con- the games that I buy for the Switch are usually exclusives or they're usually indie games. Um, not any first-person shooters because any first-person shooter that you have that's ported to the Switch just doesn't control right because the joysticks aren't b- built for... Con- yeah, for, yeah. For so yeah, I don't know. I've kind of, I've got a love hate relationship with the Switch at the moment, which is why I've not covered it much recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if you bring out a Switch too, that's yeah. the sort of part I'm looking for. It's performance. Like graphics are fine, and um, it's performance that needs to be better. Yeah, no, Nintendo's been a funny one for a few years, maybe even since it came to be. Um, you know that they've always gone for. Uh, the hardware is not always up to par, but the games are a step apart from everything else, you know. I'll stand out. Uh, their exclusives are just brilliant, you know. Your, you know, your Pokemon, your Zelda, your Mario, all that stuff. Um, and even if they don't run brilliantly, they're still good fun. You know what I mean? 
Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So, Nick mentioned last week about Switch 2. I mean, it could come out, but I just think it may not have hardware because Nintendo don't do that. I mean, it'll be an upgrade, but it won't be like, you know, some kind of super device. Um, it's like we were talking earlier about Metro games being the sort of graphical, graphical bar for the PC. You know, I don't think Nintendo's into that game about testing the limits, you know. Um, which is a shame, but Nintendo's not really about graphics, to be honest, so I'm not too worried. But we'll see what comes with the, the, uh, the next iteration of Nintendo devices, you know. Um, like I say, I went through all the DSs and they weren't terribly powerful, but, the, you know, the games were, they were fine. You know, nothing special, but Pokemon, that's perfectly fun. Um, and I played a lot of Pokemon, and I had Mario, uh, I had a bit of the, the Dragon Quest games as well. Dragon Quest, yeah, the, 11, the Dragon really Quest good. 11 was fun, man. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, they were fun. Uh, they're on Switch now, I think, aren't they? The newer ones. The new Dragon Quest on Switch? Yeah, it got a, um, what do you call it? A re-release for the Switch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought there was... That a... one was cool because you could switch between... It was actually quite impressive that they'd done this because they didn't <laughs> need to. But it was... So the new Dragon Age that was all 3D and yeah. kind of worldly. Uh, 11. You could, Yeah, 11. You could push a button and it would switch to... They'd also made the game in 2D in relation to where you were on the map in the 3D world. So at the push of a button, you could switch to a 2D classic rendition of Dragon Age 11. Oh, okay. And it would just play with the old sprites and the old 2D graphics and stuff. I was like, that's just, you know, hell yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the only other news story I picked up was uh, that the PlayStation Plus collection will come to an end on the 9th of May. Um, I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, have you seen what this means? The PlayStation Plus collection was basically um, a collection of PS4 games that were made available on the PS5 digitally to make it seem more worth having, if that makes sense. But now they're kind of taking it away, I guess, because they feel they don't need it, I don't know. Um, I mean, to be fair, they've added a lot more to, to PlayStation Plus anyway, so I'm not I don't think anyone will be losing too many, too much sleep over that, you know. Um, I mean, all the, you know, people that have PlayStation Plus now, I don't think are going to mind. People that don't have PlayStation Plus, I mean, I don't know anyone on PlayStation that doesn't have it, to be fair. You know, I think of people that have PlayStation now, and it's like, you've basically got to have it. It's only with games um, that uh, that aren't online that you would have that. So you can play offline games. There are a lot of games you can play offline. Yeah, um, you can. But you'd have to have physical copies. I mean, in order to play anything digitally, you have to have um, uh, at least an internet connection, but then to have a PS 
to the PS Store. I don't think yeah. you have to have PS Plus in order to buy off the PS Store. No, you don't you have to. I you just can't. Mean... You just you, all the online content basically. If you want to play with anyone online or anything like that, like anything to do with that, like then you have to have PS Plus, but you don't yeah. have to have it. Like so. No, you don't have to. I just mean things like online multiplayer, but then you also get you know cloud storage and everything as well. It's like most people are going to have that for one reason or another. You know, or discounts or free games or whatever. Um, so the fact that it's ending, I don't know if too many people are going to lose sleep over that. I mean, it is worth saying you can add uh, the games to your library now and keep them uh, forever. It's only the ones that you don't add that will be disappearing. Um, it's it's mostly uh, PlayStation 4 games anyway, which I think are all probably included in PlayStation Plus now anyway. I've not yeah. actually looked. Um, but yeah, either way, it's going to end on the line to me. But um, like I say, I don't think too many people will lose sleep over that. Um, I mean, it was... I think it was because obviously the release to PS5, there wasn't a huge amount of games day one or day two. Um, and there was issues, you know, we're getting one and the cost and everything. And I think this was there uh, kind of to smooth over that transition. Yeah, basically it was like a group, of, a bunch of games, yeah. and it was day re- day release um, of the PlayStation yeah. Five, and it was a collection of games, and there were some fucking epic games on there, man. Like you had Days yeah. Gone, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat. There were like um, a lot of decent games on there. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us Remastered. There was, mm-hmm. There's a lot of decent games on there, and they. Um, it was yeah, um, and they've been on there since day one. So they, yeah. pe- people by now would have like smashed those games like Probably, by yeah. now. Like so, people coming on new to PlayStation might come on and then they'll be like, "Oh, I'll play through them." But those can always be added to the um, the games collection, which is part of PS Plus now. Yep. So um, they'll be bouncing back and forth. They're probably quite cheap games now because they're all quite old. So they're probably not really going to yeah, cost that early much. PS4 probably all, games all for them. Yeah. Yeah, most of them would be PS4 games. Most of them will be under 20 quid. Mm-hmm. So it also frees up their servers. So it will free up a, well, a that's party true. That helps, yeah. and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, so, I, you know, I, play, I, I, don't, I didn't play every single one because I didn't play Budborn. It's not really my style of game, but um, I did play at least eight of those games yeah. and thoroughly enjoyed them. So, yeah, I got my time out of it. So, uh, But, um, but yeah, sound... Right. Yeah. So, well. um, so um, is that us? Like, I mean, I've. Uh... <laughs> well, I think so. But before we go, guys, one hero. I'll put what security's bad. That's what it is. Well, it's it's not that. It's just I um I was I had. Uh, He's getting I, old. I no, well, yeah, I am getting old. He's not. Really <laughs> no, I I was just going to reveal that game to uh to to. Andrew. Oh yeah, well. Do you want to do that, that and then we'll do a question of the week then? Yeah, and right. then, uh, yeah, sounds good. Hey, do uh, your game uh, first then. So the game I bought yesterday, um, so the game I bought yesterday, uh, that was released yesterday, 25 quid um, on the PlayStation. Uh, yes, Andy, still on the console. Um, <laughs> so uh, Deliver Us from, deliver us Mars is what I bought. So I don't deliver Us Mars. I think yeah, I so... I think I tried the demo for this or the early access version or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's like a top down calling and management thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's like Coeken Interactive. It's on Unreal Engine 4, published by Frontier Developments PC. Um, It's an atmospheric sci-fi adventure taking you on a suspense-fueled, high-stakes mission to recover the art colony ship stolen by the mysterious Outward. So basically, you go up to Mars, you've got this little kind of um, portal-looking thingy eight uh whatever it's called from star wars thing floating around with you yeah, and yeah. you're basically this female character and you have to go across the um uh you know the the the, the plains of mars and uh, in order to try and um save uh, these uh track down these stolen ships and it's just you on your own and i think you probably meet a few people along the way and that sort of thing but it's you against the elements and that sort of thing like uh, probably a mixture of like maybe slight puzzles as well as survival so it looks looks quite uh look quite good to me like for the for the trailer and it's got quite good um um um, um reviews as well as um yeah ratings so um i'm going to so i thought i'll give that a go because i've been crying out for a game at the moment to play um and uh, I think this will take me quite nicely for my first game in yeah, 2023. I don't um, know if it's my type of thing because it's quite a slow piece, but it looks amazing. You know, graphically. Yeah, I think if it, I, and it's quite I'm, deep. I'm quite, I'm quite specific with my games now, and I think this one will quite. I could get quite immersed in this one, so I think I'd be. I think I'd enjoy it. The one I've got to play by myself on PC is a play Plague Tale Requiem. So. Yeah. yeah. I've been meaning yeah. to that for a while. Yeah. Oh, absolutely fucking done in like, um, but um, but that's that's me. What have you got to play next, Andy? Um, I'm going to finish High Fire Rush. I'm going to finish the main campaign quest for Hell as others. Um, I reinstalled Death Stranding. I was going to replay through that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, um, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll finish the DLC for. Metro Exodus as well. Just that'll be me all wrapped up with Metro 100. Yeah. percent My God, what about you, Mikey? What are you playing next? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I've got a lot of games I want to play, but I've not actually done it. I think I might go back to Two Point Half Ball because I never uh, finished all the sort of main missions. If you know what I mean, you did, didn't it? Uh, I'm also yeah. going to try and get City Skylines working again. Uh, I say working because they keep updating that and all the mods break so it won't load. So I need to that go through rude, I need to go through it one at a time, unsubscribe from the mods and get the new ones. And then try again. Um but I still haven't got it working so I'll need to have another go. Um also maybe a bit more time on control as well. I've never really completed control, so a bit of time on yes, that. Control. Yeah, I'll better control. Uh, I've got quite a lot of demos as well to try out, so I'll be doing about that. Yeah, well, look out for some demos from us as well, like as uh, I think me and Andy are going to jump on a couple of things as well. Yeah, like, so. better YouTube stuff. Um, get Wasteland Three done as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to play Wasteland Three, and we're probably the Ascent Outriders, and we're probably uh, Gunfire Reborn look quite fun. So we're going to re- we, me and Andy are going to be playing some uh, two-player co-op games on the PC together. So we'll probably get some we'll get some recordings done of that, like, and then we'll get Mikey on for some golf with friends. That should be good fun. And there's a couple of games I want to play with um, Andy and John on the on the PlayStation. So we'll wait and see. I got no Dark Corner this month, but I have got a, a game lined up for the next uh, podcast, and it's a game called Clock Tower. Um, okay. looks um fucked to be honest. So um yeah, so I'll be uh, cool. I'll be playing that. I'll be playing a couple. Of, I think it's only about a two-hour game, so I'll probably smash through that, like and uh, and uh, and let you guys uh, know what uh, what I think of that. Like so, lovely. 
Right, should we do a question of the week before we go? Yeah, um... Yeah. Cool, okay, let's do a question of the week. This week's question is, what is the most overrated game on sale today? Callisto Protocol. <laughs> I, I did. I did wonder if someone would see that. It does seem quite overrated now that we know sort of what it is. You know, um, there was a lot of hype before, and now it's come out, and it's like a, a kind of big flop. Um, Andy, and had to, Andy, is, Andy had to change his knickers about fifty-seven times last <laughs> year, man. Like you know, how fucking hyped he was about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame him, but it still looks great. It's just the gameplay isn't there, you know. Um, the first gateway first thing that came to mind, like. Well, it's a shame though um, because it's it's like a new studio and it kind of makes them look bad. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, overhyped, uh, overhyped. Yeah, Callisto Protocol first thing for me that comes to mind. Anything by Ubisoft? Anything? Pick uh, one. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of things Ubisoft are doing currently are terrible. So. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking um, of Ubisoft, I'm going to go with um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, right. Uh, I never played it. I played it for about an hour and got bored. Oh, you know what it is? I used to love the Assassin's Creed games, like the original ones when they were set in Italy. Um, Black Flag, that's it. Yeah, so up to Black <laughs> Flag, but... I, once... I never played the early ones, though, so oh, apparently right. my mates I loved the played the early ones, ones but... and loved it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, once yeah, they I moved played... away from Italy... And they started adding in, you know, English actors and all this stuff. It just lost the spark, you know. Uh, and plus now, you, I mean, they've kept the chain going for ages, you know. But... That makes sense, man. Like, but yeah. So, you, Andy. What about me? Worst game on sale today. What's the most overrated game that's on sale right now? Um. I don't know what's on sale. I Is said, it, or, or you mean like in general to buy? Yeah, yeah. Andy, uh, Mikey said Valhalla, and I said Callisto Protocol. I don't know. I, I'd say. Um... I mean, to be fair, there is a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But I would probably say, oh fuck, the name's gone out of my head. Escape from Tarkov. And <laughs> um, that's got a huge following, actually, and it's. It's usually sitting at like six hundred thousand viewers on Twitch every day. Mm-hmm. Um ever since the new update and I bought it and I've played it and it's like yeah, there's a lot to say that there's just the game is objectively bad. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's got such a huge following and hype around it. Yeah. Um there's it needs it still needs so much work. But such as is with a lot of early access games. You know, a lot of hype can get put on stuff, and we look at it like it's a finished product. So, I suppose yeah. that one's not. Fair. I mean, I bought an early access game, and uh, I mean, it, it works fine, but it's like, well, I paid for this and it's still finished. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's like not the fact that it's a bad game; it's the fact that I've invested in an unfinished product. You know, and they just yeah. think that's fine. Um, but other than that, I, I, I. Couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. I would say probably someone was right with they said uh, any Ubisoft game. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. something to that. Mm. Like I said, the Nick, a lot of Ubisoft games 
now are like uh, they've kind of become cash cows. You know, they release a game and it misses expectations, and then they don't improve it unless there's um, investment bolsters behind it. You know what I mean? Um, it's like I found out when I bought Riders Republic is that they released it because of the hype from the beta and then they never really improved it because um, well I guess they didn't see reason to I mean they have bits now and again but it's mostly done through um, you know microtransactions and DLC releases and seasonal things and stuff like that um, and it's like well unless there's a way they're going to make money out of it they're not going to to uh, improve it, you know, mm. which is a shame, really. Mm. Um. So, yeah, that's just the way gaming is now, you know. I suppose you could say FIFA is an overrated game because people pay what a hundred dollars or fucking eighty quid for a basically what is like an updated roster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, those are the kind of the the top two. First guesses for that question would be FIFA and Call of Duty because they're the yeah, ones that we're playing yeah. every fucking year. Same well, fucking all... shit, and it's like yeah. the earlier modern more uh, Call of Duties where you didn't have five hundred and fifty-seven fucking mods for your gun. It was just a <laughs> fucking gun. It's an M sixteen. You shoot someone with the M sixteen. It might have a sight on it. And the original Call of Duty games. I sunk so much time into that. Yeah, like yeah, that was no, when yeah. I was first getting into P- PC gaming. Right, uh, I got in like. The orange box, the Half-Life games, I was playing Counter-Strike um, and, and Command and Conquer online. I was getting into World of Warcraft. And then Call of Duty, I got the box for them. And it was like Call of Duty 1 and the, it, there was, I think, one or two expansions for it. Um, and then the online mode on it, I was like, holy fuck, this is good. And this was before it was an arcade game where you could just run and gun and win yeah. the game. And yeah. launch a new and end the fucking match within a few seconds of starting the match. Um, so you had to use like teamwork and it was like realistic damage and stuff man those yeah. were the good old days of Call of Duty and that game was out for yonks before they did Call of Duty 2 and yeah. you just kept yeah. expanding on that can you remember that going into a shop and they had these big cardboard boxes for uh, PC games <laughs> yeah yeah they do that now for um, you know your your vinyl discs your big white ones um, yeah, they have like a box, good. and you go and you start flicking. Not environmentally friendly, but they were cool. They were cool. Oh, uh, very cool. Um, nope. Right, listen, guys, should we end it there? I think you should end it. Yeah, yeah, we've been gone for a little while. Uh, we don't yeah. want to run out of content for next time. Um, on next nope. next time we're here, by the way, uh, Buster should be back. John should be back. Um, hopefully, all four of us will be here as well. We'll have some more chatter. Some more interesting news and less interesting things as well. Pook's going to play through his, what was it, the Clock Tower it was called? Uh, Clock Tower, yeah, like so. Yeah, it's a 1995, I think, um, PlayStation, uh, PS, uh, PC game, but it was also on, uh, released on PlayStation as well. Oh, it's I'd like a it, retro uh, for the PC. I, it looks fucked. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, looks pretty good, but, cool. um, but yeah, so this podcast should be out. So, so what's it? The third of February today. Yeah, so it should February be out 3rd. the next few days for people to listen to. Yeah. And the next one will be recorded on the seventeenth of February. So, um, 
happy days for that one like but uh, yeah so um, so gamer talks gamer talks on this pod this podcast on spotify gamer talk streams which is on um, twitch we've also got high arcade as well as pookie vision to uh, to watch on um on twitch as well um so go and follow those like we've also yes. on we're yeah. also on we've also um, got twitter and youtube as well twitter yes. and youtube we may actually change that and list them on that because it's getting a bit muddled with the streams now, isn't it? Because we're all kind of having to stream, <laughs> double check who's streaming if we can stream. So, <laughs> well, especially since if if we're going to do Sea of Thieves or something like There's that, maybe sometimes a little bit one of us is on it. But. Yeah, exactly. So we could have like so like um, you know like me and Andy and uh, Mikey then could all uh, stream, and we could have three different perspectives, and then we could like put it up on YouTube, and then we we make we'll be putting them into folders. Because I'm, I'm very much a massive fan of um, on YouTube of people, especially if I follow them quite a lot, that they actually put their certain yeah. videos of certain games and certain things into folders because it's so much easier to find um, uh, that way. Like so, uh, but yeah, so I look forward to that. Like, but like they said, we're on Twitter. Like, subscribe, share, because that's what it's all about—just sharing the love and knowledge of gaming. Yeah, and, uh... that's why we're here, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Talks about gaming. We talk. We talk about games, see? Yeah. Right, anyway, we're going to end there, so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you, Andy and Nick, for being here. Lovely to talk to you yep. again. Appreciate it, man. Much love. Sure. Good night, y'all. Good night. See you next time.